0: Hello and welcome to another edition of Editing Aloud. And uh, Rob Rose, um, something has happened to Steinhoff over the past couple of days. And today we hear, or last night we hear, that um, Marcus Eustace has resigned. had been suspended? Has he resigned as CEO of Steinhoff? He's resigned with immediate effect. Christo Wieser is taking over as sort of acting CEO. Um, the share price has tanked. How much has Christo Viso, just before we get into a substantive <coughs> discussion here, how much has Christo Viso lost um, in market cap, personally, in the last five days?
1: It's interesting. Um, in the last five days, he's lost a lot of money. I think Bloomberg came out with a piece saying that, mar- that Christo Viso, who was notionally the, l- the richest South African in the country last year, has personally lost about 40 billion rand in his investments this year. Which includes uh, you know, a monumental mess up at Breit because they bought new look and then wrote that down to zero. And then this 71% loss in Steinhoff's Steinhof's market value. I think it's $165 billion wiped off Steinhoff's market value in the last three days, which is a staggering amount of money.
0: And, and what is, why has Visa resigned? I'm not Visa, uh, Marcus Hueste. Why did he go? What's the problem?
1: Well, they've, they've uncovered, there's been a tax investigation into Steinhoff in Germany, the German authorities, right. running for about two years or so. Um, the board apparently, Steinhoff's board discovered what they said was new information yesterday, um, which led to Marcus Eusta handing in his resignation immediately, as well as others leaving too. So it seems like there was certain information that was hidden from them that is relevant and might indicate, um, certainly would look to indicate criminal culpability on, on behalf of Marcus Eusta, who now is, is, is
0: gone. Is he gone from Europe or is he back in South Africa? Do we know where he is? Is it. I mean, h- h- how. Marcus used to, this, this story, the Steinhoff story was, was, was it not Ron, it was, it was one of the great big South African yes. successes, right, There's oh, an expansion was. abroad, yep. they bought God knows how many companies yep. overseas, mm. um, big swinging decks as they call them in, yep. the, in the markets, h- h- how could something like this happen? I mean, this is where like, he, this is his company, right? He starts
2: about 20 odd years ago, and he is the Christopher Husserl's protege, as, as yeah. much as Y. T. person was. So this was the story. So, it's, But as soon as they went into Germany, and there was question marks about accountancy, which they kind of brushed off in a very much at Christopher to kind of way like, yeah, this is nonsense. And uh, yesterday, it finally came. And the thing is, today was results today, and they, they've been postponed. I don't think any top 40 big companies ever had to postponed their results. So it tells you how the rot has set in. and. Maybe Maybe all those th- these businesses they've bought in G- in Germany and something else in the US, a mattress. It's a firm. Big, it's a big there's a, it's a big, firm, it's a big firm, firm,
0: purchase, the big acquisition in, in France. French, in France as well.
2: Mm. Th- they, but and as I always say about Steinhoff, no one quite understands how this thing makes money. It's been acquiring stuff and growing becoming this supposed Walmart of the emerging emerging world. But no one quite can see how it all operates all together. And I think that's come to catch up with them with their different accountancy practices in the US versus the U- Europe and then SA. So it's now come to four, and now there is this whole issue around uh,
0: criminality around potential. Com- I mean, does the company, ha- Rob, does the company have a centre? Does it have a well? I mean, something it at its heart.
1: It built. I mean, it, it does build ma- build furniture. I mean, create furniture, and it has got Comforama and some it's good a furniture assets. company. Yes, it's I mean, a it bought J D Group, Joshua right, Door. Right. you know your uncle in the furniture business. So yeah. it does have assets and they unbundled s- star, which is the r- African retail business. Right. Christovice's big plan was to use Steinhoff as the center of his retail assets and merge it with shop rights. Whitey Besson did not like this idea. Yeah. Apparently the rumors were that he just didn't get on with, with Marcus
0: yeah.
1: um, and that's probably a good thing. Given so this is the Stellenbosch
0: around. mafia falling apart in a way. But <laughs> actually you know
3: <laughs> when, when Steinhoff when, when moved its listing from its primary listing from Johannesburg to Frankfurt a few years ago. And it's domicile, really. Yeah. Um, since that time, there've been sort of mutterings about did they do it for tax reasons, hmm. were they in doing kind of financial engineering there, and 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 this is sort of finally beginning to vindicate all those questions. And one of the really striking things, Peter, is that you know our market is so much a round edge market. Our top ten stocks are all these big. Um, stocks with big foreign exposure mm. and, and, you know, when the RAND goes down, everybody piles into the market. And in the last couple of weeks, we've had first Nasper's being questioned, which is 19% <laughs> of the index, and now yeah. we've got Steinhoff yeah. kind of falling apart. And all of a sudden, this kind of wonderful market where yes. you can kind of hedge your exposure and go offshore by staying at home, it's all kind of coming to pieces.
1: So the solution is just buy Bitcoin.
0: <laughs> we'll also come okay. to Bitcoin in a, in, in, in a minute. Can't let you down. Is this the end of sign-off? I mean, could this, you know, look, the Germans are pretty thorough when they you know, in, in their investigations, as we can appreciate, presumably in other jurisdictions, and this will trigger other tax investigations, right, in the States, in the UK, wherever they happen to be, in France. The French might be you know, m- less less uh, thorough, who knows, I don't mean to be insulting, but, <laughs> you know, when you're talking about German, a, t- a German tax investigation is a serious piece of, piece of uh, work, um, I mean, could it kill the company?
1: I mean, I think, in that case, there's a lot of assets of the company that are self-standing. Mm. Um, JD Group, for example, could always be unbundled or spun off. The question is, how deep does the accounting rot go at Steinoff? Is it, is it right the way through? Is it pervasive? Is it not just Marcus Eusta and a few small things? Is it, is it for numerous years and throughout the whole business? In which case, you might say the Steinoff brand might not survive, but the individual assets such as Conforama, which still operates, still makes money, could be spun off or separately Something yeah. s- A plan could be made for it, but um, but it, I suppose it does depend on how d- how wide set the rot is within Steinhoff and, and how pervasive the and irregularities are. And the board are. has
0: not said what it found? Not yet. No, and totally. Visa has not said anything since becoming acting CEO? No. Not since this morning. Not since this morning. <laughs> 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 are this Are way. they a talkative company?
1: They're not at all. I think the transparency has been shocking, yeah. and that's part of the reason Analysts have not liked it, besides the fact that nobody understands it and it's issued just tons of shares. Hmm. Uh, they don't like journalists, they don't like the media, and they don't like questions about their practices.
2: I hope Christo does like the journalists like and likes media. So does. hopefully, going yeah. for the next couple of weeks so, or so we might, we'll we get, get a bit of illumination. But for in him hand hand and hand his empire, th- I think for him personally, this is his, his whole he's built towards this whole movement, yeah. where white person retires, he moves across and then Eustace becomes a, the heir a- apparent and he really sits back, so now here he is running, running the company but again. But there he's are questions
1: about, about Christo. Mm. I mean the board, would the board not have been in a position to have uncovered this earlier? And Christo mm. has, yeah. in your publication, mm. spent spent a while defending Marcus Eusta yeah, yeah. and now he's g- having to retract that. I yeah. mean so to what extent should the board have known about this? Yeah. Um, or not? And I think those are the questions that Christo certainly will have to answer.
0: Yeah. Well, talking about rand hedges, um, Naspers comes to mind, Hilary. Um, uh, it's the rand hedge to beat all hedges. It's worth how many thousands of rands uh, per share now? It's Com-
3: 1.56 trillion rands. <laughs> <laughs> <the entire laughs> <laughs>
0: um, Which
3: is still less than 10 cents. Naspers is in trouble yeah. and
0: Chris Beck is in trouble because of their links now with the Guptas mm. and Sort of rather shady deals with the SABC, which they all claim happened before they knew how bad the Gupta's were.
3: Uh, look, it's n- actually not just the Guptas; mm-hmm. it's, it's the whole capture m- above and beyond the Guptas, and 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 the allegations that they put heavy pressure on for example the chair of the parliamentary portfolio committee hmm. um, uh, on the then communications minister over this, this is Eunice this, Karim. this is yeah over over set top boxes yeah, and actually. encryption and the two different models. Um so the ANN seven link and and multi-choice giving them favorite treatment is is one part of it but the other part of it is the relationship with the S A B C and the third part which is much more explicit is is the pressure they seem to have brought to bear. And Peter the interesting thing is when when the re- when the romance dies uh, you know the market really turns and now yeah. you know they're looking for every you know every bad thing about <laughs> Nascarist yeah. there ever was and Chris Becker to his credit belatedly realized that he's got a problem but their initial communications were incredibly dismissive
0: weren't they just I mean they were very sort of sort of smarmy mm. and and, uh, mm. and uh, a, a little bit snide there's an incredibly rude interview in this week's Financial Mail with Karim, in which he says, of course, Becker, Becker says, Karim, is astonishingly arrogant. He's done very well in the ICT sector, and no doubt he's very creative and enterprising. But I saw very little of that in my exchanges. He was dogmatic, rigid, pushy. He seemed annoyed with me for not seeing how brilliant he is. Brilliant he may be, but that doesn't give him the right to his culture of entitlement. What is he talking about, Rob?
1: He's talking about the fact that Kurs has, has refuted anything that Yunus Karim has said, has denied the fact that he put pressure on Karim when he was the telecoms minister right. to, to, I suppose, sway telecoms regulation in a way that, that suited Naspas, that suited multi-choice. Yeah. Um, it's they've, they've had an increasingly bitter uh, exchange over the last couple of days in which Kurs Becker said, oh, I never discussed this stuff, we just talked about various other things, and Karim said, no, this isn't true, and, and it's, it's getting increasingly um, increasingly wild. <laughs> And
0: and and who do, do who do we trust? Yeah, who's the who's the more? I mean, this is probably an unfair question. An <laughs> unfair question, but you know we've had we've had and um, Jonas making an allegation about something that was said to him by the Gupta's. He has something that Yunus Karim is saying about uh, Chris Becker. Um, you can't uh, you can't walk away from what yeah. cabinet ministers saying. I mean, there was no reason to distrust Karim. Is Does is, is, is he have a dark background that we don't know about, or no. he's not a captured minister and he was fired, in fact, it's well, well uh, we're in we're interested yeah, If a US but court is going to look at this yeah. one, it's going to get well really interesting. So, so now, day today, to a, US court. Um, uh, a US law firm, which might be one of these ambulance chasing things, which see an, uh, an opportunity called Pomerantz. Um, uh, um, is now saying it's investigating claims on behalf of Nasdaq shareholders, because Nasdaq is listed in New in, in in New York, it isn't it? Has it has American
3: depository yeah. receipts, which is which, are subject which is subject mm, to a s- mm, yeah.
0: fairly high degree of of regulation. I would have thought, and that would involve the the um, not the financial services, but what's it called, the uh, um, SEC, uh, SEC, R-S- uh, s- yeah. Um, well once again, if they start, would they, would they investigate
2: something like this? I mean, the NASPERS, if you look at NASPERS as a company, it's not very really well liked. I mean, we talk about Coase Becker remember at the AGM, when they put questions to him, analysts put questions about splitting Tencent in NASPERS. Yeah. It was very, rather very dismissive. And Everyone said, after of that AGM, you almost sense his sense of uh, pride and the arrogance of him. And it's not a really like stock within the management, the control structure, everyone's, it's very murky. So uh, I think that, I mean, there are some US I mean, from, homes what I've seen from what I mean, from what I've seen, as a company, the so position
0: so. seems to be Look, we, you know, this deal was done in 2012 yep. or whenever it was. We didn't know much about the Guptas as we know now, um, and uh, um, you know, it was all about board when when, when we when we did it. But Hillary, um, uh, an SEC investigation or any kind of investigation into what is the payment, what are payments for favours, in a way, uh, from Nasper to the Guptas, unexplained, um, uh, could be real trouble.
3: Well, hoped for favours in fact. He didn't yeah. he didn't achieve his objective. Yes, well, but that's, that's gonna
0: ju- be a He box. Yes, what they he won the war. Well, yeah. temporarily,
3: yeah. yeah. But I think I think it's coming at him now from all angles. It's this one, it's the it's the mm, it's the Gupta thing, it's the ANN N seven thing, it's the um
2: Unhappiness over ten cent? It's the
3: unhappiness over ten cent, which is their huge Who's release. unhappy about ten cents? Uh, everybody's, well there's several angles of the Tencent thing. Mm. First of all there's long been pressure on them to unbundle this Tencent stake this huge um, Chinese uh, tech company which is worth, uh, uh, Naspers is sort of trading at a discount the rest of its assets are trading at a discount to Tencent holding which is really what's been driving the company but in the last several weeks there all these questions about the legality of its actual ownership of Tencent as well as the pressure for the group to unbundle ten cent and whether it could and, right, it's and the, yes, sort of and the question marks about yeah. what else is it doing yep. if, if 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 um you know the rest of its assets are worth less than it's holding it's in this big Chinese company. The
2: other assets are in a loss, right? The other assets, yeah. right? The negative, off, they're negative yeah. So yes. if, if you remove ten cent, are not doing well as a company. But ten cent just covers it all. And, and so all the, now now the romance is and off
1: and it's totally worn off. Yeah. Everybody's they against them now on everything. But the evidence so far Chris is that they paid 100 million rand to the SABC, um, and they paid uh, yeah. 25 million to ANN Seven, and then the, the inferences and there's no actual direct evidence of this besides Yunus Karim. What Yunus Karim is saying, the inference was that, you know, in exchange for these above the bar payments compared to what they pay the other channels, they would then assist assist us, through the back door in terms of regu- in terms of regulation. So, so, so
2: the is evidence is tenuous. Here. This is yeah. not a uh, multi-choice with yeah. 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 yeah, but. Fundamentally, um, it's Saudi Mutsuneng they're dealing with. This is what Maltz was saying. And the minutes of oh, with the with the the that
0: meeting that have been published are quite astonishing. Yeah. yeah, exactly. The sort exactly. of things that uh, people say I wonder how much they pay a Business Day Television for being on.
3: Not nothing. I think
0: they should uh, earn us a fortune. <laughs> um, we'll be back uh, to discuss the exact amount they owe us after this break. Welcome back and strike that uh, 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 conversation from uh, from the record. <laughs> um, uh, the ANC Congress, uh, the economy, uh, but before we get to either of those, apparently the Hawks appeared in Parliament today um, to speak to the head of the inquiry into ESCOM. Is anybody, have, Ron, have you been following? No. Have you been following this? No, no. Well, I'm uh, sorry. No. Then we won't we won't discuss it. But according to my Twitter feed. Mm. The the, the the chairwoman of the, of the Hawks investi- of the um, uh, inquiry into ESCOM um, announced to the, to the inquiry that oh. the Hawks were there and they wanted to speak to her and wanted to question her about her Committee hearing, which I thought was extraordinary. It,
1: it seems it's like an act of intimidation. It like a lot intimidation. Of it. It's like the state capture inquiry. There's Maybe there's they want to contribute. Exactly, exactly. Well, that <laughs> seems very nice. We've lucky, got no right? evidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There oh, was earlier the evidence
3: too, so. of efforts to intimidate. Uh, there was a, the, of the chairwoman yeah. of the inquiry. Um, I think there were some sort of blackmail threats or death threats or something. And, and of course, the, the evidence leader also yeah. was. That's was right.
0: Yeah, well, at they've attempted well, to bribe
2: him. Going into to This all this news Somewhere with ESCOM can't be good for the incumbent and who he chooses. So uh, this is definitely intimidation. It's like trying to squash this thing up. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. Talking of which then let's get to the, the ANC conference. It's it's so close now, it's breathtaking. Um and uh, there's no point trying to call us as they're on. I mean, we just, nobody knows.
2: No, nobody knows.
0: It's all about what happens
2: on, uh, in a c- couple of weeks' time. Yeah. I remember meeting someone in 2007 who was sent there as a to vote for and he got there, and the wind. Like, he, just, he, just, he smelled the Zuma uh, movement. He voted yeah. Zuma. So it's all about what happens on Dapsu today and I what I the what I sentiment I is. What I don't
0: understand, can anyone help me? And so there have been all these provincial conferences, right? Mpumalanga, KwaZulu this week, uh, Limpopo. What are th- what are they? Do they who votes?
1: Oh, the branches. I mean, the branches. They send delegates. They send yeah. that five
0: thousand odd people. And they right, but yeah. then why have a provincial congress? I mean, does the province vote? No,
2: no, it yeah. no, doesn't. We like this, it just says uh, no. Doesn't the province doesn't vote? They send that. But what's there. the point
0: of having a provincial general council then? Yeah. I mean, there are people. Yeah. There, you see, if you if you in the if you're in the course camp, what you're going to say is, it's the provinces that matter, yeah. uh, because she's got. She's won more provinces, basically, even though she might have won them closely. What they argue is that whether you win by one vote or 20 votes mm. in the provincial uh, PGC, you win it. Yes. Um, and then all those people have to vote yeah. for her if they, you know, if it's Quazaru. But, it's but that doesn't sound right to me. No, according to what I read, yeah. the individual has the v- right to vote mm. the way they want.
2: So, yeah, so right now it's five four right to So He's got five problems. She's got four. She's
0: got uh, bigger ones.
2: But she got the bigger one. So they send more delegates to
0: yeah. to thing to. But uh, they're not under any g- obligation. Although they may, yeah. they're not under any obligation no. to vote one. No, way. when
2: it gets there, it literally, it's all about what happens on on that week going into it when people can be swayed and so on and so. I I'm not into predicting what
1: happens. The Roma camp is very confident. They believe that they have virtually got it sewn up. They seem to have done a really good job in terms of organising themselves. And the slate they chose was quite a wise one, in retrospect, now Lady Pandora. I mean, it's basically saying that we
0: she's going not going to be deputy president. Yeah, I don't no, think no exactly, not. she's not. Linda it it leaves a slot like for somebody else. Yeah. Exactly. Well it's, it's
3: like a so placemaker, a placeholder. as a I barometer...
1: A placeholder. So you've terminology. Yeah. But um, as, as a barometer of where sentiment is, I think these provincial councils have been useful. Uh, really? Certainly anything can change on the day, but I do yeah. think it does indicate that there is a strong... Grants one of support for Ramaphosa and against Jacob Zuma. Not even so much for, yeah. of course, as I need Lemi Zuma, but yeah. more against Zuma. Does, does anyone, anyone want
0: to call it quickly? Run quickly. Is there a well in
2: case it end. It was b- b- very yeah. well already done. Uh, call it. Yeah. Oh. Go on. <sighs> uh, Ramaphosa.
3: Romaposa, definitely.
2: Oh, Hillary?
3: I'm a pessimist. I couldn't possibly call Romaposa. I'm too much of a pessimist. As yeah.
0: much so as I would so like so it to go so that So, it I'm it afraid, I'm it. afraid. I also think, um, of course, the is going to win it. Um, mm. uh, I just, you know, I, c- I, can't s- I can't see this party doing the sensible thing.
3: <laughs> and there's <laughs> the bribery bag- factor, ha- don't huh? forget. There's the paid votes factor, which I yeah. should not but agree But you know, with. this
2: is the one part. You know, when, when they say votes in Parliament and they say, don't vote for your conscience. As much as an hour they trying kind to of set up like what you're gonna vote for yeah. when you go to uh Nazareth, I think you vote on your on your conscience there. Uh. Literally you do. So yeah. if the wins
0: say that so it's all
2: about the wins on if the you day I just and you 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 vote what you want so thing. hopefully if you vote for the course
0: designer. Mm. Mm. Why would you? What promise does she hold out? Oh. to your children. To Con- you are
2: beneficiary passage. of the past ten years <laughs> of, of what's been happening. The graph. You are a beneficiary of it, so it's continue that gravy train. That's the only reason why you want to keep it. So it's that
0: short sighted. I mean, yeah, it's that short sighted. Nobody
2: sees the cliff. Nobody yeah. sees no, the edge. No one's looking at two thousand nineteen. I, I think David Mabuza, maybe in his dodginess, is looking at two thousand nineteen. The fact that, fine, if I pack Gossanazuma, uh, we might lose two thousand nineteen. Then what am I backing? You know? Yeah. But uh, it's all about your back pocket, in truth. Uh, I think if you vote. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't so that, isn't that just depressing. absolutely
0: revolting? I mean, on on economic policy, yeah. mini
1: Zuma is nowhere. She's proposed nothing substantial. No, she's proposed what her husband, ex-husband exactly, proposes. Which is basically more of the same. And
0: Yeah. And presumably the people around her would be the people around him. Yep. Um, Top six tells you. Ooh, hey, I didn't read it on the front page of Business Day, uh, but I noticed that today, and this is good for Zuma going into the conference, that um, we've had a quarter in the third quarter of surprisingly mm-hmm. strong GDP growth. Mm-hmm. It's at the bottom of page four, if you haven't found it in business Day today, today um, driven by agriculture, Hillary.
3: Yeah, ag- agriculture and mining. Yeah. Agriculture is still in the Isn't that brilliant though, in divide. a way? Because agriculture really
0: and mining are what we mm. are.
3: Absolutely, yeah. Well, they're not really what we are. In fact, they're tiny proportions of the economy. If together they're 10% of the economy, that's actually a lot. But it's sort of pre- It shows you that small sectors can have a very big impact, very negative or very positive on the fortunes of the economy, at least uh, temporarily. Um, jobs are. And, and and as someone put it today if you if you if agriculture and mining are, are driving the economy why are we do we have such polic- horrific policy environments for both of them we've got the the, the new mining charter in mining which has killed investment and in agriculture we've got all this land reform stuff which is also killing investment because there's such uncertainty about land ownership yeah. um, and those two sectors are subject to huge uncertainty but give for all of that there's Major turnaround stuff. Agriculture jumped by forty-four percent. Ah, I
0: don't understand. Um, how well, that if you're down.
3: very, very negative, and it's it's a deep drought, and then the rains start pouring, and you get a bumper crop, you get like a huge swing okay. off, a s- off a very low base. The the downside. So that's a kind of a
0: natural productivity. It's a natural.
3: Intellect. It's a. Na- it's just turnaround. Yeah. If you just go back to normal, you get a huge bounce. Yeah. And that's what abri- agriculture has been seeing. Not just going back to normal, but doing better than normal. The trouble is, of course, that even if it carries on with bumper crops into next year, you're not gonna get that bounce again. Mm. So agriculture as a sort of a driver of of growth is, um, it's gonna be probably neutral if it even sustains where it is now. You know, the effect is gonna be zero if you like. Um, Mining is benefiting from the commodities boom Presumably, mm. whether that lasts or not, we don't know. And even manufacturing's not too bad.
0: Is there a commodities boom? I mean, every time we I hear that on a the radio, a the, better, pr- a the price better. of gold is always the same. It's twelve hundred dollars. Stable same. is good.
2: Yeah, yeah? stable is good. And yeah. as long as yes, the Ryan yeah. is working as it is, the, the guys are in, in a good space right now. So that, that's what's happening in commodities and so But so if you take common.
3: out those three yeah. sectors take out those three sectors which tend to be very, very volatile one yeah. or another, you get basically That's zero growth. But there was
1: one, one point I think was that was really good about, th- about the GDP numbers, and that to me was that the, states, the state sector, essentially government employees, has shrank. It's minimal, but at least it shows the right direction, because the real problem for Ramaphosa or Zuma is, is, is the expanding state. Um, so the fact that they've been able to constrain that to some extent seems a positive move for the economy in f- next year, because the real, you know, because we can't keep expanding the state sector like we have. So I, to me, that was a positive thing for for next year for, for whoever. I you know The, the, the state
2: has been constrained for a long time. Our problem has always been, I mean, government. They said, sort okay, of fine, treasury, like training department budget and so on. It's just been a b- but on the soe front, have fun. Like that's, that's where. Mm. Uh, the, the, the trouble has been. But I think on the States, they have mm, they've done pretty well in of austerity of focusing and not, not hiring more employees after the largest or the first term of Zuma anyway. But it's, a, it's um. where they the but gushing you, as well.
1: But you still have, you still have state employees mm. demanding 10%, 20% percent, percent yep. increases. Mm. Yeah. And the fact that they managed to constrain the, the growth indicates that they're getting a handle on yeah. the total number, which is, which is important which in is budget. the budget.
0: Mm. Hillary, how, how well is Melusi Gigaba doing? How well or badly? I know you saw him the other day. We did, Um, uh, and and what was the conversation about?
3: He certainly has started to get his head around the issues. Hmm. I think he had a horrendous time when he went on this international investor Uh, roadshow
0: recently, the most most recently, post the the medium term budget.
3: And um, why do you think think that? Oh no, well they we that's our information yeah. from all sides. Yeah. yeah. No, no, they gave him a very hard time. As yeah. they would have for yeah. this really disastrous budget where he just denounces it, it's kinda he went out and he said, Oh, this is terrible and did nothing yeah. about it. Um and but he uh, didn't have a fourteen point plan that, that he, uh, Well he okay. didn't even push that, that, that one. He has a fourteen point Point plan most of whose points haven't not happened yeah. yet but yes um and and many of whose points he can do nothing about like trying to get the mining sector to sit down and talk to the minister which is a bit of a lost cause for good reason yeah. um look i think he's getting his head around the issues uh it's it's kind of almost like they're flailing around looking for solutions in in a in an environment which is incredibly in hostile to them uh, yeah. and they're coming up with various ideas to solve the problem, none of which are really new, but at least I suppose there is some effort being made to to uh, close the fiscal gap. But with the presidency interfering and what the process is has now got very complicated and I still get the feeling that um, the ministry is not really taking the advice of his department, or not really uh, taking his depart his own oh. department seriously. He's caref- obviously very on careful on his about advises. his own
0: career. I mean, he needs to. So, so, if you're, you're a politician, and particularly a finance minister, you want to keep your job, you want to do right by the country, um, and sometimes, Ron, in particularly in this environment, the two simply don't don't mix. I mean, Zuma would pull one way, yeah. and reason would pull another way. Yeah. I, th- I think what can he survive this? Would he survive? Can I ask you? Would he survive a Ramaphosa victory in in two weeks' time?
2: I don't think he survived a Ramaposa yeah. victory or an Desert victory. Finally, oh, really? I mean, both would, would would remove him. I think what what he his mistake was when he ca- when he got Treasury, you not know, understanding you, go, you can't go in Treasury and be like a, 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 pl- a survival uh, mentality, especially in, in Treasury in this time. Right? He doesn't understand his tools. And his tools are the Treasury, the people within Treasury. He hasn't trusted them at all, so he hasn't had any tools to actually. To actually get a, a grip on what's going on with within the, the the country, so I think uh, post uh, December,
0: I think he's out on, on both legs. On whoever wins, how so long? How long? Is how long after December, price. after whoever wins, yeah. does Zuma leave office? Uh, he can't stay until the election. Sure. I think if if NdZ w- uh, leaves, he might give us a, uh, state
2: a state of the nation address, and after that, he's gone. Look, that's uh, March, April. Yeah. But if uh, I think uh, Ramaphosa leaves. February, right? If it's Ramaphosa it's Ramaphosa uh, wins. Yeah, it's very uh, very early. Who
0: gives, the s- right. who gives the January 8th statement? The, the, the president of, of the party. Of the the, yeah.
3: Yeah. So
2: his deputy becomes his boss immediately. If Zamoposa wins, he's his boss. He's, he's on the side watching.
0: Yeah. Right. Yeah. And would, it, would an NDZ cabinet look a lot different to Jacob Zuma's? I think, you know... Would finance go to Butterbeel at Lamidi? No, it wouldn't. No, it wouldn't.
2: <laughs> I, I think with NDZ, the one thing, she's astute. She's a great technocrat. I think she's terrible with people, p- person personal skills. So I, I think she'd do the right appointment. She'd move she'd, or She'd move uh, our uh, Uzzaw, uh, Zawane, the uh, minister, and yeah. so on. Our only issue, I guess, with her is the people backing her and, and how she... Protects them if she has to, or yeah. does she turn against them, Right, that's the question. My question Cushwa, does she have the gumption to turn against her backers? That's what she'll have to do, right? Yeah. And on Rama leg, they aren't there, so it's clear that he had, he's going. He can go after them. Yeah. But in terms of uh, Malusa I, I definitely think he's no longer going to be there. All the Desmond Roy, uh, all Zuma's late season appointments, I don't think I see them having a the future. I okay. understand,
0: th- Minister. Malusi <laughs> but we have to say goodbye to you now. Thank you very much for joining us. We'll see you next week.